Blog Talk Radio. And I Hope for HD Live is brought to you by Hope for HD International and is made possible by our sponsors, Teva Pharmaceuticals and the Griffin Foundation. I am your host, Katie Jackson, and today our guest is Dr. Bonnie Hennig-Tressman, licensed clinical social worker and doctorate of social work. Dr. Bonnie Hennig-Tressman currently has a private teletherapy practice and serves on the board of directors for the Huntington's Disease Youth Organization. She served as the director of the Yukon Health Huntington's Disease Program in Farmington, Connecticut until June of 2017. Dr. Hennig Tressman has over 30 years of expertise providing clinical services and supervision with patients and family members suffering from neurodegenerative, physical, and psychiatric illness. Her book, Talking with Kids About HD, is a book for people who know children with HD in their family. Has been, this book has been translated into five different languages, she has provided education lectures on talking to kids about HD as well as various HD-related topics to national and international audiences. Dr. Hennig Tressman has been involved in HD research conducting observational, observational and clinical trials. She is a member of the Huntington Study Group, the European HD Network, and the Huntington's Youth Organization. She is my dear friend, and I am so excited to have her on the show today. Thank you for coming on with us today, Bonnie. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. Yeah, and I let's let's jump right in and tell us how you got involved with HD. Sure. So about 20 years ago, uh, I found out about a social work position. It was actually part of the University of Connecticut Healthcare Huntington's Disease Program. It was actually located in another hospital where I was working at the time. I was working with cancer patients, and I focused a lot on women who had breast cancer. I ran support groups. And I also specialize in working with women on talking to their children about cancer. To tell you the truth, I did not know a thing about HD back then, but I decided to apply for that position anyway. And there were, I think, about eight or nine other applicants, but somehow the planets lined up and I was offered the position. And I feel like I just dived into the HD world headfirst and just became a sponge and learned a lot about it. Um, Soon after that, I began to teach and publicly speak about HD. I also, as you mentioned, wrote my book, Talking to Kids About HD, and worked my way up. I was the assistant director and most recently the director of that program until I relocated. Now I'm in uh, Virginia uh, as of this past July. But I really do continue to be involved in many of the agencies you mentioned, such as EHDN, HSG, and HDO, even though I'm not part of academia or a university right now. So HD really continues to be my focus. Yeah. And um, we are super excited that Health for HD International, we get a little bit of Bonnie. Bonnie's incredibly busy, but <laughs> she is going to be able to speak at a couple of our events this year. So we are really excited about that. Um, we are going to talk kind of about a hard, 
Yeah, we're going to talk about a hard topic today, and we're going to talk about navigating through the holiday season. Um, I couldn't think of a better person to help me talk about this than, than Bonnie, uh, than Dr. Hennig. So um, let's talk about during the holidays, uh, people often see extended family and friends that may not have seen their loved ones with HD in some time, possibly even since the last holiday season. How do you talk to them about HD and the progression in their loved ones from the last time family members have seen, have saw them? Yeah, and this is a great topic. So I think the two buzzwords for this podcast are going to be communication and preparation. So to start, it's really important that people provide family and friends with information about HD, as well as specific information about their loved one with HD. And this is not to gossip, but rather to educate and let people know what to expect. So believe it or not, some families and friends might not even notice a difference in the person with HD, and then there's going to be others that are going to notice many, many changes. And that's fine. The goal isn't to make sure or to convince anyone to see the same thing. The goal is going to be to inform people how the person with HD is doing right now. That includes what makes them feel most comfortable and even things to avoid which might make them feel less comfortable. It can be a really good idea to let, them, uh, let the person with HD know that you're going to give people information. You could even say something like, you know, Aunt Sally is always asking about how you're doing, and just so you know, I let her know what's going on, so hopefully she won't bother you too much. So if you normalize the conversation and put a little bit of a positive spin on it, it's going to make it easier to talk about, even with the person who has HD. Again, this is all about being open and honest. So family and friends are usually trying to be helpful or to minimize the uncomfortable feelings. They might push you to do the traditional things, but that's really going to be your time to advocate for yourself as well as the person with HD. If the person with HD can't tolerate a big gathering, which is common for those for, you know, for our listeners who might not be aware of it, then it's fine to set something up that's separate and smaller without too much stimulation. So it's, it's, you know, there are no set rules. But if everyone knows about this beforehand, it can take the stress off the situation, and you can make plans to include the person with HD on their own terms. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you just brought up something. Um, you know, how do we actually talk to our family members about that? Like, what would be a kind of a scenario, like, as far as a gathering? If there's a large gathering with, like, 40 people, and we know yep. our loved ones can only handle groups of five at the most, how do yeah. we address that? Yeah, this is really where the, the preparation part comes into play. So just in terms of talking to the family, it really needs to be done beforehand. There's so much chaos and so, much thing, so many things going on at one time during the celebration. That's not the time. The time is the preparation uh, way beforehand. So it really needs to be a letter, you know, that is sent out to everybody if you can't handle all those many groups of four or five people, um, you know, everyone at once or repeating yourself. You can write something up. You can get some information about HD and send that out to different people. There's plenty to do, and it seems to be a lot of work, but it's going to take a lot off you when you're in that situation and a lot off your loved one with HD. So, you know, in terms of Mm -hmm, those mm -hmm. big family gatherings, um, you know, that's where, again, the preparation comes into place. You need, you need to educate everyone, but also need to have plan B and plan C. So let's say you're all at a party and the person with HD is becoming overwhelmed. You might need to leave right away. And then other members, family members with you, like especially young children, they might get upset. It could turn into a fiasco mm-hmm. with the person who has HD escalating even more than they would have. But if you plan ahead of time, you might think of saying, okay, we're going to bring two cars or have additional family members bring other family members home later or make plans for children to sleep over the host's home. It can save a lot of frustration for everyone. 
And also you want to make sure you talk through this, this with members at home. Let them know that even though the person with HD might want to go to the party, they might decide in two minutes or even two hours later that they've had enough. So if you talk through the plan mm-hmm. and, again, make sure there's a backup plan, then it might work up front. But the more that's in place beforehand, the better the event is going to be for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. So and you made a really good point that oh. – go ahead. You made a good point that, you know, um, it can change on you with HD, as we all know. It, 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 you could have a set and it could change. So make sure your loved ones know that, you know, there may be – you could get there and you may have to leave. Even if you, they've accommodated what you've asked them to, it still may not work. Um, Absolutely. That's a plan B and plan C. You can say, listen, we know how mom is or her dad is. She's going to want to go, and then she gets there, and she says, oh, no, I, I can't stay. Then you say, okay, and you uh-huh. have something set up ahead of time so that no one is upset and that you just can, can you know, be able to go with the flow or roll with the punches. And then, you know, sometimes in terms of um, like a loved one in a facility, you can talk to the facility where the person with HD is and, and maybe even have a small party there. You could, you know, a lot of times mm-hmm. there's a couple of staff members who could be really close with that person with HD. You, they might be able to say, you know, this is a time of day that they're really more alert and like, like they'd like to have people stop by after lunch or you can really work with them. You can plan to have family and friends stop by the facility in small groups over a period of time. So maybe the person with HD has multiple short visits that they might be able to handle better. And that's really a nice idea because you can piggyback off those prior visits. So you might be able to talk about mm-hmm. the beautiful plant, you know, Uncle Alan brought over or how big the nieces and nephews who stop by are getting. So sometimes a short multiple visits might be enough for the person with HD to handle. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the holiday season is so stressful anyways. And I think us as caregivers, we really are like carefully trying to think out and plan this holiday yeah. season for our loved ones with HD. Um, so what are some tips that you have knowing so much about HD and so many people with HD? Some tips that you've seen over the years that have helped yep. bring down the stress of the holidays for the HD person, for someone with HD. Absolutely. And I think the good place to start is to expect the unexpected, just the way we talk. You really need to talk to your loved one with HD before a party. Remind them that a plan is in place if they need to leave. But the most important is you've got to stick to that plan. Don't try to talk them into staying. They need to trust you. It might be that you drive them home or to a hotel and drop them off there for a while. It might be that you just need to drive them away from the party for 10 minutes. Either way, make sure the, the plan is in place and it gets carried out. If the party's far away, make sure there's a place that the person with HD can just go to get away for a while. But I think it's really important for people to keep in mind that a person with HD might feel most comfortable in their own environment. So I think that that's really a good um, uh, kind of thing to remember. But you just have to work in what, what is it that can go wrong? What is it that I can prepare for? How can we make sure that everyone's on the same page if it changes at one time? And I think the more you can put thought into it. And I think people just say, well, I'm just going to kind of go with the flow and see what happens. But you really need to make plans and think it through and have everyone on board. And it, like I said, it could change. Yeah, be ready for the change. Yep. Yeah. Um, so everyone knows that Huntington's brings financial devastation to families. Um, and typically the person, uh, the caregiver can't work, the person with HD can't work. So how do you prepare and deal with the financial stresses of the holiday season? This is actually, this question is so interesting because the holiday season shouldn't be about 
money and presence, right. but we know it is, right? We know it, it very much yeah. has become this kind of commercialized holiday or, or time of year. So how do you make yourself um, and your loved yeah. one not feel like bad or, you know, bad about not having the financial situation you may have in the past? Yeah, and this is such a good question, and it does come up. So just to kind of back up a little, a good rule of thumb is to try to prepare early for this. Now, we're in kind of the middle of, you know, beginning of December, so it's kind of hard. But for people out there who this might become an issue in the years to come, once a person with HD stops working or if the caregiver stops working to take care of the person with HD, that's the time to make changes in the way that things are done. So the more you can do beforehand, the better off it's going to be. And this is especially true if the person with HD is impulsive, starts to hoard things, or spends a lot of money. So many times I hear caregivers say that they're afraid to limit, um, you know, like to pull in the purse strings of the person with HD, and the caregiver doesn't want conflict or to take away the pleasure the person has of, of shopping or being online. So my question always is to people, then, if not then, when? I mean, because you could really wind up bankrupt before it's too late. So if you are trying to limit the spending for the first time over the holidays, it really will become a time for you to sit down as a family member and to figure out realistically, what is it that I can afford? And it's really important to do this by yourself first, and then you know what you can offer the person with HD. It might be a debit card, you know, with a maximum amount of $25. It might be a prepaid credit card. Once you as a caregiver know, then these are some of the things that you can decide with the person who has HD. And it might make them feel a little bit more control if they feel like they have a choice. So you can say, okay, you have, you know, $25 to spend. Here, do you want it on a debit card? Do you want me to give you cash? Do you want me to, you know, what is it that I can, I can give you? So it makes them feel in control. But remember, um, remind them that the person with, remind the person with HD that there's a limit and you're not going to go over that and you're not going to give in to giving them more money. And you can offer to help them make a list of people that they want to get gifts for and then work with them on a budget. Another idea, to tell you the truth, is homemade gifts and include the person in mm -hmm. on some of these projects. You can purchase everything in advance and start to create these little mementos. The person with HD might be willing to join in once the project starts. Again, you don't want to overwhelm them with all of the pieces. But again, if you start small and don't make it so overwhelming, each gift might be able to be wrapped up and labeled. To tell you the truth, Katie, I still have mementos given to me from many years ago from HD families, and they are truly the best mm. gifts. Even just a card mm -hmm. or something like that, it just meant so much. But I, I do want to get sure. back to finances. I think it's really important that you do make sure that you tell the person with HD over and over that they're not getting any more money and that it's really important to stick to that. The minute you cave in, then they know you can be broken down. And I know this is not going to be easy, but the more you hold the ground, your ground, the better it is. Now, for some people with HD, we know it can be hard to take no for an answer. And it might be mm. helpful when you initially discuss this plan with the person with HD that you let them know that if they begin to argue or if they become out of control, you're going to need to contact their healthcare professional or to tell you the truth, even some law enforcement, if you feel like you're being threatened. And I say this, like you said, based on experience. So if this mm -hmm. does happen and they start to argue or become belligerent, then remind them gently of the agreement. If they do escalate and they become irritable to a point that you do feel threatened, then you need to make good on that promise to call the healthcare team or 911. And I know that it doesn't sound good, especially around the holidays, but it can be a, a bit of a reality. And again, giving in is only going to cause more problems down the road. The other thing is that right. sometimes there are organizations that do have um, uh, programs for kids 
or the Toys for Tots type of thing where you are able to get gift cards or you're able to have people from an organization choose a family to get things. So sometimes it's really helpful to connect with local uh, HD centers or reach out to social services in your area to say, you know, and it's hard. It's very hard to ask for help and to say, you know, this is what's going on. But sometimes it really is just about those connections to say, is there a program that can offer a dinner? Is there a program that can offer, uh, you know, if we give a list of some of, 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 of toys or some clothes that we can have someone help us? There really are, and I know it's tough right now with, with, in tough times, but sometimes you can get a little creative and look for um, different programs that are in your area. Right, and I'm going to give a shout-out to Help for HD International because we do have those programs going on right now that Bonnie um, is talking about in Help for HD. We have some programs right now. We have the Meals uh, program where you can go, and it's all confidential. You go on um, the link. You fill out the application, and uh, we will review it, and there's one for food, and then there's also one for toys. So if you have a, a child that's impacted by HD, um, I mean, or, you know, the family's impacted by HD and there's a child in the right. home, we will send a gift card uh, for the parent with HD to be able to buy their child um, a Christmas present. So look out for those. They're on the website, um, and they're also all over the social media platforms. Please go to those links, and, and, uh, and Help for HD is going to be happy to support our community through this holiday season. Um, and that's, that's fantastic. So. You know, people should not be shy about that. We've all been in times that things are just yeah. not good, and you say, well, you know, somebody else might be. Well, there may be a time later on that you can give back, and that's okay. It's not something to be ashamed of. You know, it, it's a time that you're able to to help, you know, make, make that person or those children in the family or the person with HD feel better. So do utilize those, you know, if they're out there. Um, and like I said, be creative and, and ask people. All they can say is no, you know, that it's not available or, um, you know, we'll put you on a wait list or yes, we can help. So I think that it's really important yeah. to, to look for those things in your area. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the holidays are joyous times, families, they are portrayed on TV, movies, social media. Everyone makes it look like this very happy time where people and friends and family are celebrating health and prosperity. Yeah. They're looking at the past. They're looking forward to the future. Um, how does a family that is enduring so much suffering prepare themselves so that they, don't, they can still enjoy the holiday season and not fall into depression? Oh, it's such a good question. And depression is higher around the holidays for lots of people, but especially for people mm -hmm. with HD and their loved ones. There is always so much pressure people have to have that Hallmark card holiday, but we really all need to keep reminding ourselves that that just is not reality. You know, if we can go into the holidays knowing this, we're already one step ahead. Then the next step is to throw away any notion of what normal is. Normal is different for everyone. Mm. It can change for us over the years even. Just because something worked one mm -hmm. year doesn't mean it's going to work this year. So for many people, the time right before, before the holidays is really, again, this is a preparation, is a time to prepare our support systems. It's a time that we need to say to other people, listen, the holidays are a really tough time for me. Can you please check in with me from time to time to see how I'm doing? Can we set up a time to get together, just a talk, or I might need a hug? I think it can really help me get through the holidays. So I think just being able to say that now and not, you know, when you feel like you're in this. Also, talk to your health care provider. This goes not only for the person with HD, but also the family members and the caregivers. Make sure you can get in for that therapy session or ask about potential medication that might help you through the holidays. 
But and the caveat is you have to remember that many medications can take six weeks to reach the point of becoming effective. So, so for this year, it sure. might be difficult to do that. But, you know, now is the time where people are like, oh, I'm so busy. I don't want to go to this support group. Now is the time to do that so people don't feel like they're alone. And schedule times to get together with people now so it's on your schedule. And say to people, listen, if I say no, if I say I'm busy, you remind me that, you know, I, that this is a commitment and we're going to get together. Because once depression does set in, it can be really hard to motivate yourself. You have to really prepare in advance and call in the troops now to say, okay, you need to check in with me. Can I get a list of people once a week? And, and again, doing a little bit of preparation work up front can be really helpful. Knowing that you're just not alone can really mean a lot to people and get them through the holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've been on phone call after phone call over the last couple of weeks um, for families, um, imp- you know, eight families impacted by HD. And um, some of the calls I've received are just so sad and, um, yeah. I, I think that as a community, we have to understand that we are not alone, that um, there are yeah. a lot of people finding their new normal. Um, there are a lot of people trying to navigate through these holiday seasons. Each, each stage of HD brings us new challenges and brings us new ways of having to find new normals. So um, we are a big community dealing with a lot of this stuff. And um, I think that you hit the nail on the head, Bonnie, to, know, to say you're not alone. You're not alone yeah. trying to figure out your new normal or trying to figure out how to navigate through this season. There's a lot of us out right. there trying to figure it out. And, um, and we, you're definitely not alone. Um, so this is a hard question. So there are many um, people in our community who have lost their loved ones to HD and JHD, yeah. which can be unbearable at this time of year. Um, how can the members of our community who lost their loved ones cope with the holiday season. Yeah, and I'm going to kind of take a step back, and it's important to know that when you have a loved one with JHD or JHD, that there's no set time of grief. And even this grief can be before a loved one with HD dies. It could be grief for knowing that they've already changed or that they won't be the person you once knew or that they might not be there in the future for major events. And if this is the case, then what you are experiencing is expected. That's the important part. And you might decide to do things now. You can film the person with HD, or I've had people make plaster casts of people's hands so that they put their own hands into this um, wonderful mold uh, in, the, in the future. It might be a time to do mm. something together that you'll always have, such as recording yourselves singing a favorite song together or just recording their voice. Having that can be such a, uh, you know, it might not, it might seem silly or it might seem something that, you know, you, you don't want to do right now, but inevitably, you know, a person with HD or JHD is, is not going to be there. And then being able to say, you know, I want to look back and, and, and look at those things and, and touch those things can be really, really special. So if a person with yeah. HD or JHD has already died, then the holidays might be a time to honor that person. Maybe they were a really good cook or a baker, and if you found a special recipe and made that dish for the family or donated those special cookies she made to a shelter, there was, maybe there was a certain type of music he or she loved to listen to. You know, can you bring yourself to listen to that music? I had one family who would stitch pillows with the names of the special songs on it and give it to other family members, give it to her children. Sometimes you find a way to hold that person with you at the holidays. Now, I know this can be really hard for people, and sometimes they want to avoid anything that reminds them of their loved one, but in the long run, it's not always a good way to cope. There's going to be pain. We can count on that. 
but it might be a good idea to find a way to honor your loved one. It can never bring that person back, but you might be able to work through the, the next stage of grief by holding on to that person during this time and then honoring them, if that makes sense. Absolutely. You know, it, you just, I mean, it's so, you just hit so many so many points. One is, you know, the first thing I remember someone telling me with my husband that I, I, I called another community member and I said, oh my gosh, he, his voice ticks drive me crazy, right? The yep, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah he had horrible, horrible <laughs> voice ticks. And I remember, and she said to me, you have to find a way to learn to enjoy those because one day you're going to yeah. be begging to hear them again because you'll never hear yeah. them again. And now my husband doesn't yeah. talk at all. Right, he he doesn't talk. Yeah. He doesn't have voice ticks. He's gone. There is no, there is nothing. And I would do anything just to hear his voice again, and I do anything yeah. just to hear a voice tick. Um, you know, mm. uh, so I think it's so interesting you talking about that because I wish I would have done more. I mean, we did videotape a lot, and, uh, but I but there right. is a time that you wish you heard their voice again. That's a huge thing, yeah. and um, and then also honoring them. I think you said going to the shelter. I think there's something really beautiful about. Um, helping other people during your yeah. loss or your grief and keeping the memory alive through helping other people. So I love the idea of cooking their favorite baked goods and taking it to a shelter and helping people in need. I mean, uh, that's a beautiful thing um, yeah. and keeping yeah. your loved one's memory alive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. So you are one of the most amazing HD experts I know. So do you have any final thoughts or ideas or anything that can help our community through this time of year? I do. I do. And, and that, thank you. That, that, it's so touching. It really is. But I do have two things. I think, number one, it's important to remember it can take a while for the person with HD to settle back into their normal routines. So many times I've heard a family say that they plan to take the person with HD on a trip or home from a facility for a few days. And this might come from family members' own feelings of guilt or trying to make more memorable times happen. And on the surface, it's very sweet and a lovely idea. But just be aware that sometimes even um, sometimes when people with HD are outside of their familiar environment, it can be really difficult for them. Even if they're having a good time at mm -hmm. that moment, it really is important to remember that sometimes it can take up to two weeks to get their routine back on track. So there might be a lot of acting out for a while until everything settles down. So by no means am I saying don't take them out, don't go on that trip. I'm just saying know what to expect and then prepare for it. And then number two is really about the caregivers. I feel it is so important as caregivers not to beat yourself up about having everything perfect. It can be perfect with that new normal that you talked about, even if it's different. Again, no one should judge you, even yourself. There might be times that you feel guilty about going out and leaving a person with HD at home. So I can't say to someone, don't feel that way. But you do have a choice how to respond to the situation, and you can reframe that. You can reframe the situation by saying to yourself, I wish it was different now, but now I need to make room for HD. I'm going to go out with my friends by myself and have a good time. That way, when you return, you'll have recharged your battery, and you might not feel so resentful. So it's really important to remember you did not cause HD. Even if you knew about HD prior to having children, you did not cause this. And it's really important that you deserve to take care of yourself. So I want your listeners really to remember that. I think it's really important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Miss um, Bonnie Henning Trussman, I adore you. I think you're amazing. Everyone, um, you know, her book is fantastic. I read it talking to children about uh, HD. I have three children at risk. 
uh, you guys, please, if you uh, have children, it's, this is a huge challenge of ours. Uh, look at Bonnie Hennig. Uh, Bonnie, how, how can people get a hold of your book? Is it in Amazon? No, so they can go to um, talkingtokidsabouthd.com. I believe there also is a link through HDO. Um, so and H, if you do have kids, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm full disclosure here, I am a, a, on the board of directors for HDO, but it is an incredible website. Um, it's not just a website, it's an incredible organization. There is so much that they have mm-hmm. to offer, so I think that that's a really good place, and you can get the link to my book, or you can just Google uh, talking to kids about HD, and then that will come up, and we'll get a copy out to you. So, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, we're, we're hoping that that could be helpful for people, especially around the holidays, um, you know, whatever you celebrate. It's, it's really an important time to make sure those kids are involved and know about HD. And, you know, whether it's that they're meeting, uh, you know, somebody new in the family with HD, whether it's their own family member that they live with, or whether they're going to a facility, to be able to say, you know, this, to be able to understand that it's hard. They might feel uncomfortable, but it's a time to talk to your kids about uh, HD as well so that they feel comfortable. And it might be that they can't get into that facility or they're afraid. That's okay. Try not to force your children. They can make a beautiful card or a picture. They can do things or record their voice or, you know, a little video or something like that. Uh, So there's creative ways to do all of this. So I'm glad that you brought up, yeah. you know, especially children, because it really is, it, it can be a, a wonderful time of the year, but it can also be very difficult with all the changes and the things that are going on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, we are looking forward to having you um, in Riverside. Uh, anyone in the Riverside L, uh, LA area, we will be there uh, March 10th. Bonnie Hennig is one of our keynote speakers, as well as she will be sitting on our panel of experts. Um, during the hype panel of that day. Um, and as always, if anyone has any questions or anything, please email us, um, you know, Katie, K-A-T-I-E at helpforhd.org. This is a hard time of the year, guys, but I think we got some really amazing information um, today from Dr. Uh, Hennig Trustman, and, um, and uh, the article is available on helpforhd.org. Uh, the new normal, finding your new normal during the holiday season. It's a really great article um, that was composed by Sharon Thomason, but a lot of community members came into the article and talked about it. Um, So also don't forget if you guys need those programs, the food program or the toy program, please go to our website or the links are all over social media uh, to fill out the application for that. And um, as I, I, I talked to Katrina yesterday, and there were still, um, it's still available. So there are still, we still have funds within those accounts to be able to help families. So please keep that in mind. Thank you, Bonnie, so much for coming on. And um, everyone, have a, have a safe week. Next week we are going to have a panel of um, caregivers come on talk about the holiday season. This is kind of our focus for the show for the whole month. So uh, join us next Wednesday at 1 o'clock. Uh, p.m. Pacific time uh, for that show. Until then, everyone have a safe week. Thank you.